So in two and a half years from an accidental real estate company to this year, we'll close over 500 transactions. It has accidentally changed a lot of people's lives. I can tell you that. All right. Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I am your host, Matt Smith. And today we've got an amazing special guest that um, I just love her to death, and you guys will too. One of my amazing friends. She's a badass leader. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's a real estate coach. She owns a real estate company. She also owns a mortgage company. And I'm sure there's so much more that I could go in depth on. But uh, welcome to the podcast, Kelly Salter. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I am too. Um, I'm. I, I know that you and I have met um, at, at some events. Um, we run in some of the same circles and have been blessed to speak on some of the same stages. And I know for a fact, the audience is going to get value from this one. So appreciate your time. Absolutely. Well, Kelly, let's start by who is Kelly Salter and how did she accomplish all of these amazing things that she's accomplished in her life? And what are those things that you've accomplished? Oh, goodness. Okay. So I, um, my name is Kelly Salt. Um, I live now in Eastern North Carolina, just off um, the Atlantic Ocean here um, in Jacksonville, North Carolina. I um, am married to the most amazing man that God ever put on this side of the planet, as far as I'm concerned. Um, he just retired out of the Marine Corps. We're very excited to um, have had that chapter of our life and to close that chapter of our life and um, get to move on and do lots of lots of fun things with him. Um, I we have a son, Andrew, one son named Andrew. Um, he is exceptionally fantastic, um, has overcome twice as much in eight years than I will ever overcome in my life. And I'm sure that we will chat about that. Um, he's very, very special to us. He's brilliant, keeps us on our toes all the time. And um, I own an independent real estate brokerage here in Jacksonville. I own a uh, property management company that has about 200 doors in it, um, up and coming, uh, which is a lot of fun. I'm learning a whole new business with property management. I knew a lot about sales, but every day my property management team has to teach me what, what goes on in property management. I uh, do own a mortgage company and have two of the greatest loan officers um, that support our real estate team. That's been a lot of fun learning a, a new segment of the business. And lastly, um, my husband owns a home repair company. He's our uh, preferred vendor for all things property management, all things repair requests. Um, and so he supports our team as well. And that that pretty much wraps up the the business side of things. Wow. That's a very long resume. Um, like I said, guys, this 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 woman has walked through it. She's been through it. And um, it's International Woman's Day, too. So how about yes. how about having a badass woman leader like yourself on a podcast on woman, International Woman's Day? Yes. Um, so let's talk. So you mentioned property management. Um, you said you have around 200 doors there. Um, so that's amazing growth. What about your real estate company? What is what is the growth of your real estate company look like? So we opened Anchor uh, about two and a half years ago. I um, really did not start out to have this big shop with all these people doing all these deals. It was intended to be small and uh, it's anything 
but small at this point. Uh, so we did, we closed 354 transactions in 2022. We ended the year with 19 agents in production. Uh, we now have 30 agents. Uh, we've added, we added lots in January, um, which brought so much fun, but also brought a lot of challenges to the beginning of the year. Uh, we will likely do over 500 transactions this year with, with this group. Um, we've got some really creative things happening, adding to our team. And we're really, we're really excited. I have a great group um, of mostly women. Uh, so we are in, in celebration mode today as well celebrating it. all of them and all of their successes so i love that um and and i want to dive a little deeper because i know a little bit more about your story of of if you can't tell kelly's a very humble leader um she has a lot of amazing things going on in her life um in addition to just her business but her life in general she's just an amazing person that's accomplished some amazing things and we're going to dive deep into those in this episode but a real estate company that sold 354 transactions you had zero intentions of growing a big company Right. And then um, you went from 19 agents to 30 agents in about a month's span. And you used to be kind of against recruiting and kind of opened up and changed your mindset around that. And all of that is growing into being able to help more people, um, open up your doors to help more people and serve over 500 families this year, which I absolutely have zero doubt that you will accomplish. Um, so how long has it's got to take in 10, 20 years for you to build this, right? How long is it? How long have you been building Anchor Real Estate? So I have had my real estate license for about eight years. Uh, so that's that's really the um, left a crazy gig in corporate America to get my real estate license. Um, my husband and I had decided after a while um, that corporate life was not for us. We want we lived at the beach. Um, we were very young with no debt. What were we, What? why was I living this super crazy life of travel with a one-year-old? It just didn't make sense. Um, so I decided I was gonna get my real estate license because we were gonna be investors and we are, uh, but I've done a little bit more than that at this point. I fell in love. It's And you know, it's interesting because all of the things that I loved about my crazy corporate job, um, really parlayed quite nicely into real estate and has helped us build Anchor um, very quickly. Uh, and so I did a, about six years at um, five or six years at a big franchise brokerage. Love them. Um, they were fantastic. I um, had a lot of great successes there. I saw some of the worst days of my life there and had their support. And I also saw some of the best days of my life there. Um, Great. We decided that um, it was time for us to move on and accidentally opened a real estate brokerage. Uh, the intention was only for us to open a property management company. Um, so my husband and I had this portfolio of houses and, and I really needed um, the software. I needed to... I needed a trust account. I needed the software. I needed all these things because we had this big portfolio of properties and I was sick of managing it with a pencil ledger and an Excel spreadsheet, like sure. I'm done. And so I got my broker's license. Um, we opened shop and what was supposed to be a property management company is now a very, very large real estate brokerage. 
I, I love how you said that you accidentally. I did. I accidentally. Company. I accidentally. And you accidentally opened up that real estate company how many years ago? Uh, two and a half. So in two and a half years from an accidental real estate company to this year, we'll close over 500 transactions. Yeah, it's it's accidentally, it has accidentally changed a lot of people's lives. I can tell you that. But, I love it. Yes. That's, that's amazing. So um, during your, I want to, I want to back up a little bit in your story because you mentioned Andrew um, and I know that uh, I've heard you speak on a lot of your upbringing of him and the amazing kid that he is and the amazing parents that you guys are. And, and that didn't come without some struggles and obstacles. Um, would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Uh, absolutely. Um, Andrew was born very early and at 18 months old, we found out that he um, has, he was sustained a brain injury and has cerebral palsy. And I was um, just a fresh new realtor when we found this out. And I really was going to quit. And that's being perfectly transparent. I understood that my obligation was more to him than it was to my career. And I had to do some soul searching. I had some help. My broker at the time is absolutely amazing. And he said to me, no, we're not going to quit. He, he, he just point blank looked at me and said, no, you're too good to quit. And it's, um, I've said before, it was divinity in that moment in that, um, he really lent a lot of support to us in that in that moment. My husband was in Iraq um, when I found out, and I had to do a lot of things on my own. And we traveled all over the all over the United States with him. Um, he's seen some of the best specialists in the in in the neurology world. Um, he's seen some of the best therapists that the U.S. has to offer. Um, we've been, we truly have been all over with him. Um, he has taught me more than I will ever teach him. And We've taught him to walk three times. He's had major, major surgery. He had spine surgery at three years old. Um, at four, he had bilateral leg surgery, taught him to walk again. Um, he he is an overcomer. He is a modifier. Uh, he There's nothing that if he puts his mind to that is going to get in the way. Um, and I give an example a lot of times when we're talking about this, he never could walk. He used momentum to fling himself truly in the direction and he would gain so much momentum that he would make it to where he wanted to go. It was almost like running, um, and he, that was how he moved until he had spinal surgery and we could um, really do more on teaching him how to walk. Um, he never crawled. He um, only rolled. He could not crawl. He did not have bilateral coordination. So he, he only he rolled. And so it would be funny because you, you put him down 
And the next thing you knew, he would be, he would have rolled all the way across the room to whatever it was that he wanted to get to. And what an amazing life lesson for us. What an amazing what an amazing parallel to all of the things that you want in your life. There was nothing that would get in that child's way to get what it was that he was after. And he's taught us so much about overcoming adversity, so much about being a light. He is magnetic. He has this fantastic personality he's so bright he's just he's extraordinarily smart he never meets a stranger his mom's in sales um <laughs> and he just isn't he's incredible but what andrew has taught all of our agents and the people that come in our life is that you can overcome. But what Andrew taught me was I need you to be okay. And what does that mean? You can't pour from an empty cup. You've heard that. Yeah. But I can't meet those needs, those extraordinary needs, if I am not in pursuit of my best self. And oftentimes as moms, we feel like we can't show up as our best self everywhere. And I truly believe that we can. And he needed me to be a rock star. Because all of this was so expensive. And of course, we had military insurance. It was super great. I mean, it just yeah. I could could not have asked for anything better. Um, but he needed me to show up as my best self at the office and with my clients because we were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on medical care to ensure that he would be able to walk well past 20. And we were traveling. My husband was deployed quite often um, with the group that he um, was with. And I needed to be whole. I needed something that was my own. I needed something that I was good at. I needed to be in pursuit of something more than just being the mom of a child with a neuromuscular disability and to do it without guilt, to do it without shame and to not do it quietly. Because our circumstances have taught me how to lead a dominant female-led 
leadership team, but also a dominant female-led brokerage that is a force to be reckoned with in our area and how to transfer the skills and the story from us to them and how to see how his story has affected their lives in such amazing ways. And in that respect, he is such a gift to us and he is such a gift to all of the people that we encounter. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I got tons of notes on that. Um, So you said that Andrew is an overcomer, right? Um, And obviously he absolutely is learning to walk three times, right? Like that's uh, just amazing. Um, I love the lesson too of don't let anything get in your way. If you can't crawl, you can't walk, roll, go get what you want. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think that's an amazing lesson. Nothing's going to get in the way. Uh, but I also want to acknowledge you for the amazing mom and person that I know you are, that he gets those traits from his amazing mom. And so that's that's why you were able to create what you've created in business. And you have led him by example. He sees what you're doing. And I know, you know, I have had private conversations about his business mind because of what he sees his mom accomplish. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to acknowledge that, that Andrew's absolutely amazing. It's an amazing story, but um, a lot of that comes from you. Mm -hmm. Well, and to, to your point, one thing that we, as, as moms don't give enough credit to is the example that you're setting. Sure. And you don't give enough credit to how you're shaping them. Society tells us that we're being taken away, that we should be there. We should always, you know, whatever you subscribe to, whatever. Um, I, I'm a I'm a vocal um critic of what I would describe as toxic motherhood. Um, And that's what our generation has been given as an example, as an unattainable um, bar is just, it's simply toxic. And it's, it's, it, we, more of us should talk more about it, that it's unhealthy. But what I see in that young man is someone that could negotiate a contract, someone who thinks um, well beyond the surface, someone that has um, to be eight years old, very developed logical thinking skills. Um, he very much understands what we do and why we do it. And so one of the biggest things that I can um lend advice to whether any any parent mom dad it's it's what are we doing and why are we doing it um he he tickled us one day because he said we're talking about somebody um not having a somebody not being able to find a home or something of the sort and he said why don't they just call you I mean can't (laughs) help them find a house I'm like well we can yes that's and understanding that what an example to to know that there's not anything that you can't do. And we have, they laugh all the time. I mean, it's, what's going to be Kelly's next adventure? 
And one of the most fun things to me is, is, is after having grown up in an entrepreneurial household with real estate brokerages, mortgage brokerages, property management companies, home repair companies, you can, you can run the gamut because we're not done. What will he do? Yeah. And how will our example have affected what he can do and catapulting that platform? And rather than feel like, oh, I should have been there more, I choose to look at it as what will he be able to do because of what we've done, rather than look at the opposite of that. I absolutely love that. And um, I heard you speak from a stage talking about mom guilt is you don't you do just don't have to subscribe to it. Right. Um, and that spoke to me as I've got I've got two little girls. Right. And so I just replaced it with parent. Right. And I think you even said that from stage. But you don't have to feel guilty as long as and you said it earlier, you are pursuing the best version of yourself. Um, one of my mentors, Ed Milet, um, says this, and it really resonates with me, is that your kids are going to figure you out someday. Mm -hmm. So what that means is you can tell them, hey, hey, child, you can be Andrew in this case. You can be whatever you want in this world. We've all told our kids that. But what are we showing them? Because actions speak louder than words. And what I love and admire about you is that you are showing him what is possible and what like literally when you were talking about what is he going to accomplish? Like I got goosebumps because it's going to be something absolutely extraordinary. Um, and it's because you choose not to subscribe to mom guilt and you believe in showing him the path and it's already working. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, wow. What an amazing story. Um, let's uh, let's let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about let's talk more business. Okay. okay? So let's dive in it to what what would you say to someone that's listening to this that listens to that story and really resonates with it and says, "Well, that causes like overwhelm in my life because I do have life happens to all of us. Insert any problem." Because of that and trying to grow a business or being new in real estate or starting this new property management company, whatever it is that happens, how do you deal with overwhelm? Because it's a real thing for all of us. So one thing that um, has really helped us um, because, you know, understand that while we've built these businesses, he required he required thousands of hours of therapy over his life. And there was one point where he had nine sessions of therapy a week. So when I tell you that I understand overwhelm, I understand overwhelm. Um, so it is being able to compartmentalize your life. Okay. And that has, that has been the single biggest driver of my ability to do all of the things. And what I mean by that is, is when I am at the office, I am 100% at the office. So it is what's in front of us. What do we have to tackle right now? When I am at the office, I am not worried about what we're having for dinner. I'm not worried about the laundry. I'm not worried about um, 
what's happening anywhere else. I'm not, I'm only focused on what is happening at the office. And, you know, I've said before, when I show up at someone's house to list their home, I'm also not thinking about any of those things. I'm not thinking about what's happening at the office. I'm not thinking about, um, you know, what what are the kids getting for Christmas? What am I going to take to the Thanksgiving potluck? I am only focused on listing that person's house. And when you begin to be able to focus on what the task that is in front of you right this second, you are able to accomplish a lot more than if you let all of those other things creep in your in your mind. Now, we're in a former life. I um, was a life skills trainer for the Marine Corps and we taught, you know, seven habits of highly effective military families out of that particular section of family team building. And so we're big Stephen Covey fans, big, big Stephen Covey fans. And one of the things that we use in our house, we, well, we use it here at the office too. Um, but before we ever used it here, we used it at home. We use the quadrant system. So, um, and that is how we communicate at home. So, so one thing that people often ask me is, is how are you still very disgustingly happily married after all these years and you have 30 agents and seven full-time staff members and two LOs and how have you successfully stayed married? And that's a podcast for another day, which I'm happy to have. <laughs> but um, one of the ways that you, that you can compartmentalize is, is to understand what is important. What is a quadrant one priority? What is urgent and important? Or is it just urgent, but not important? Sure. You know, and that's that is how you can reduce overwhelm as well is understanding what needs my time right now. And more often than not, we spend too much time on things that don't matter. And when you can begin to put names and labels on things and situations and say, this is important to me, or this is not important to me, you can begin to use your focus and your time much, much better than what you naturally, how you would naturally use time. It's got to be used. You have to put a name and label on it in order to be able to accomplish all these things, because truly it would be very easy to get overwhelmed and shut down. A lot, yeah, so much gold there. Um, I want to unpack that a little bit. And so you said being able to compartmentalize your life. And I love that. Um, there's a saying that I teach and that is be where your feet are. Yes. Where Be present in the moment. Yes. There's so much on our phones these days. There's so much distractions, especially in the real estate business, especially as a parent, especially as an entrepreneur, like fill in the blank. We live in a distracted world. So I said this from stage at the last event that we were at is focus is a superpower. Mm-hmm. Too many agents forget the importance of focus. Right. And so like, let's break down those four quadrants as an example. How many agents think that everything that is urgent is also important? How many think that something is important? That means I have to drop everything and that automatically means it's urgent. 
most fires, quote unquote fires, real estate agents are also firefighters, right? Um, they just, they're not licensed for it, but that- Arson too. Yeah, very true. Um, sometimes we light our own fires, yeah. Um, but I try to help people understand as a coach and as a leader of agents to realize not everything's a fire. It starts with setting those proper expectations and it starts with being present in the moment. So one of the things that I do is, as an example, my phone's on silent right now. Everything else is not does not exist in my world because I'm present right here. One of the things that I did to set boundaries in my life, because to get in through success, sometimes you have to make sacrifices, right? All the time you have to make sacrifices. And sometimes my family was that sacrifice to show them that path. But I'm at a point in my life where I'm no longer willing to do that. And so I sacrifice other things for an hour of undistracted family time every single night. Between 7 p.m. and 8 p.m., I am unreachable to anyone except for the people inside of my household mm -hmm. on purpose, intentional, because that is what's important to me. And so I think that a lot of lessons there that we can learn because time, if you ask any high performer, anyone listening to this, what is more valuable, time or money? Every single person, if you ask them the correct way, and we could go through the exercise, but that's for another podcast, would eventually would choose time. Right. And time is, you cannot make more of it. They make, they print more money every single day, right? You can't make more time. And so a lot of people will talk about coaches or gurus talk about time management. Well, you and I both know from one of our mentors, you can't manage time. It's bullshit. It's choice management. What are you choosing to do with that time? And like, I'll give a real life example of, I'm going to call one of my agents out. We had a, a meeting with coach pipes today, a coaching call, right? With coach Bill pipes. And um, one of my agents was on Zoom. Number one, their camera wasn't on. Shame on me for not setting those proper expectations. But number two, they answered a phone call and unmuted their Zoom on their phone and was talking to over the entire meeting. Total accident, right? It happens, but they weren't present in the moment. And so they did not get out of that coaching call what they could have because they weren't present. They did not set those expectations with that client that was calling that I'm in a 30 minute coaching call and I'll get back to you. And if you're able to control your time as a real estate agent, as an entrepreneur in this profession, you can be a better parent. You can be a better leader. You can be a better entrepreneur. You will make way more money and you will enjoy your life way more. How many people talk about budgeting money? It's a normal thing. But we just went through the exercise. Let's pretend we did because you, you, you probably do this too, Kelly, is that time is way more valuable than money. But how much time do we spend budgeting our money versus budgeting our time? I don't negotiate with my time because it is way more valuable than my money. Right. And if you were to live life that way, if you're listening to this, there's so many lessons hidden in that. But if you're feeling overwhelmed, like imagine all the stuff that Kelly was going through, her husband being in Iraq, all of these complications with her son, going to all these therapies, being a newer real estate agent, like starting these new businesses. There's every single reason in the world that she could have quit and given up. But she chose not to. And she was able to stay out of overwhelm. I'm sure there was times where it crept in, but because she was able to compartmentalize her time and tell her time what she wanted to do and focus on those things that are most urgent and most important. Huge, huge lesson there. Yeah. Um. I want to I want to jump into something else that I believe you and I have in common is that I believe leverage is a superpower. And I believe that there are things that we do on a daily basis that we probably shouldn't do. 
One of the very first things that I, when I started um, on my entrepreneur journey, one of the very first things that I did was hired someone else to mow my grass. Mm -hmm. A lot of people looked at me like, well, that's crazy. Why you got a lawnmower? Why don't you just mow it? Well, that takes away from my family time or that takes away from this thing that's important or that takes away from this idea that I was going to implement. And so I chose to leverage and pay someone 40 or $50 to mow my lawn versus me spending three hours doing it. So can you talk a little bit about leverage and duplicating yourself as a busy single mom through your entire story and how maybe some other people somewhere in their life can, can use that to their advantage? Yep. And I, I know that it was a Freudian slip, but I would be remiss if I did not. Um, it Never a single mom. Never a single mom. Always, always had Michael there with me. Yes. Um, even if he wasn't physically present, he was always a phone call, a Zoom call away. Um, but I, I would be, um, I would be remiss. I have had a partner the whole time. So, and I, um, yeah, if I said that, I totally apologize. Okay. I had the, I had the so privilege you did not of, mean to. Yes. yes, I had the privilege of meeting him at this last event. Yes. Amazing, amazing man. Um, so, so I'm, just, yeah. No, yeah. you're good. Um, I just would want to be want to be very clear about the story. Yes. So that is one thing that I have never had to worry about. And I have great respect for all of those ladies that have done it on their own. Um, but I, here's what, here's what agents don't realize. You have got to know what your dollar per hour amount is. What are you worth per hour? And when I did that exercise as a, you know, a relatively new realtor, and I began to understand what my time was worth, I changed the way that I looked at literally everything. And it I don't need to go to the grocery store. I'm I'm just as sorry as I can be. They will bring it to my front door. I'm I'm with you. If not, Amazon has it and it'll be here tomorrow. Exactly. Yes. Well, and and you know, Amazon, um, I do things immediately. So that's the thing. I'll I'll give you the socks, for example. The other day, you know how it is. You I bought I bought all brand new socks for Andrew. Um and Doggone it. If I didn't get them pulled apart, the packages thrown in the trash, he wears them the first day and they're too small. I'm like, of course, they're too small. Great. Well, rather than continue to think about it over and over and over again and forget that the child needed socks, I hopped on the Amazon app, spent 90 seconds figuring out, all right, give me some black socks that are a little bit different so that he can match them um, himself get them on Amazon and order them. I have no idea if they cost more on Amazon than they did on at Walmart. I can't remember. And I'm not going to try to figure it out. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to take care of it right this second. And let me dive uh, in on that really quickly, because there's a lot there that you said. How many people would spend either they would not do it in the moment mm-hmm. or they would spend 10 times the amount of time price shopping to save 38 cents and it gets there three days later versus just taking action and doing it. It's the same thing about gas. I don't understand that people, yes. how people, I, I have, I, you know what? I drive around for 20 minutes and burn 10 gallons to save a penny a gallon. I don't understand. Well, maybe that's because typically when I need gas, I'm like 14 miles to the gallon and I'm just praying for a gas station. But um, that's, that's where, you know, 
in in my home life, um, it's things like that. Amazon, um, grocery delivery. We DoorDash lunch here regularly because by the time we get our lives together, figured out, go get something to eat and come back. Between all of us, we've probably wasted 1500 bucks in um, woman power um, to go get lunch. Like, no, somebody just pass the phone around, split an order and have it delivered to the front door of the office. Um, I don't, my, my best friend rises me. I'm an exceptional cook, but I tell people that I can't cook. Um, I can't, I can cook. I choose not to cook. I choose not to cook because I don't want to have to go to the trouble of figuring out what we're going to eat. I don't want to go to the trouble of cooking it. And I don't want to go to the trouble of having to clean it all up, load the dishwasher and unload the dishwasher the next day, the next morning, whatever. Can I do it? Yes. Have I done it in my lifetime? Yes. But at this point, if I'm going to work till five or six o'clock at night, if you think that I'm going to go home and then spend another 30, 45 minutes trying to cook something that my kid may or may not eat, yeah. like you got nothing coming. Like, no, let's pick a place. Let's door dash something. Where are we going? Um, and in a matter of like last night, we went to our favorite restaurant right up here. It's super close to the office. I mean, within we are we know the menu of every restaurant in town. Like we don't when somebody walks up to the table, like we can give you literally start to finish drinks, appetizers entrees and dessert like one hit wonder literally i just need you to bring me the check i'm not being rude um and we say that to people like hey listen we you know if we don't know them like hey we eat here a lot we're totally good like if you just want to go ahead and bring the check we're not here for a social event we're just literally here because it makes a lot more sense for us to eat out yep. than it does to actually eat at home that is so funny i've never heard you tell that story before sorry to interrupt but like people what? hate going to lunch with me or lunch meetings or go to like even with my family they're like why are you in such a hurry I'm like i don't know i just got other things to do like why right? i'm not this is not yeah. a social event yeah exactly right? i love it's it just it's not a social event um now, if it is a social event, like, I mean, I'm all for it, but if we are not, if there is not a reason for us to linger here, um, I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Yep. So it's the same thing with cleaning. Like, I know we were at an event um, a couple of weeks back, you've referenced it, where Justin Nelson talked about the fact that um, people get divorced over what a maid could solve. Yes. Like, have your house cleaned. Like if you really get down to brass tacks as a real estate agent and you understand what your dollar per hour activity is worth, I promise you it is not worth you cleaning your house. It's not. I can go on one listing appointment, take one listing, work one buyer and never have to scrub my floor in my house. I don't enjoy it. And I'm really not good at it at all. Yep. And by having those people in my life who are creating more space around my time, I can go serve more people. And also understanding, I mean, I'm a capitalist. I listed off a plethora of things that, that we own that you probably have figured that out at this point. But by leveraging all of these things, we're creating more opportunities in the economy for other people to reach the goals that they want to reach. Yes. We're creating more opportunities. And all of the people in my world are well-loved and they're all well taken care of, well-paid. Um, so I don't feel guilty about outsourcing things. 
we also, when we got married, um, we really set the expectation that, you know, I was not domestic. There was nothing about me that was domestic. Um, I had a big time job. My first job was with Shell Oil Company at 16. Like I probably was not going to be Alice from the Brady Bunch. Like if you thought you were marrying June Cleaver, my friend, you had another thing coming. And we set that expectation very, very early, well before children. He knew it. So we don't have unrealistic expectations of who does what in my house. I'm no good at it. I'm probably not going to do it. I, I'm just, I'm just not. So managing expectations is always extraordinarily important, but people are sitting there thinking, okay, lady, you don't cook and you don't claim we got it. You're not domestic. That doesn't help my real estate business. So flipping that around, I believe that real estate agents should outsource their transaction coordinating almost from the very beginning. There are a lot of options. Now, here at at our office, we have transaction coordinators available for our agents to use. And it's not even just available here. It is required that you use our transaction coordinators because I know that agents think that they need to do it all and they don't. And so by putting in that construct in, in the brokerage, they have to use it and then they have to leverage themselves. Um, but here's the thing, you've got a lot of options. Now here, um, there are transaction companies that you can pay per transaction and they work with lots of realtors. You've got options and you do not need to be chasing a lead-based paint addendum or you know we're heavy VA market, so you don't need to be chasing the termite report. Um, I'm actually not really good at things like scheduling the inspection. Can I do it? Sure, I can do it. Is it what brings me a copious amount of joy? No way. My transaction coordinator, she does not ever want to be in front of people. I adore her to pieces. She is my right hand. Um, she takes care of all those things. She manages them flawlessly. But what that allows me to do is it allows me to go serve more people and to make more money, to go make more capital for the companies to continue growing. And that's what agents miss in the early parts of their careers. I couldn't work Canva if you held a gun to my head. I My graphics look like a kindergartner did them. They're like, lady, can you like really, you come up with these grand ideas and I give them these like schematics of like stick people and I'm like, hey, this is the verbiage that I wanted to say, but like I cannot work Canva. So even you as- You literally give them stick people? Oh yeah, you should see it. it. It's fantastic. Like we, our whole buyer book, like our seven steps of buying a home, you should see the, like it's stick people and like put, put team photo here. Like I can't do it. I can visualize what I want the end to look like, but I can't actually sit down and create anything. Now, if you want me to negotiate a contract, I can negotiate the crap out of a contract. But like, if you want me to do anything on the creative side, I simply cannot, I I shut down. I cannot do it. But that's another piece. I know what I'm good at and I know what I am not good at. So we hire to what we're not good at. 
I don't, and people say, oh, you should work on your weaknesses. Um, screw you. No, I'm not gonna. I am gonna hire people who are super great at that, who can bring my vision to life rather than me spending six months trying to figure out how Canva works. No, thank you. In six months, I can go take 60 listings. Yep. Like, no, no, thank you. You, y'all can keep that conventional thinking over there. Don't bring it over here. I'm not interested. I'm so with you. Go all in. You, we all have a gift, right? We're all born yes. with a gift. You mm -hmm. all, everyone listening to this has something that you are extraordinarily gifted at and you probably enjoy it. My theory is because you're good at it. We enjoy what we're good at. Why don't you create leverage in your life so you can do more of what you enjoy and more of what you're gifted at? Mm -hmm. Why focus on the things that there's enough people in this world that are talking about the negatives and what you don't have. That's just not my crew, right? Like, that's why I love leverage. And I want to add to that. I know you probably have more to say, but there's so much there that I want to unpack. Like, let's use your transaction coordinator as an example. She would hate being a real estate agent. Yes, she would. <laughs> but she's fantastic, loves, and she's gifted in what she is doing. And so if we don't create leverage, what that does is now she would have to do a different job where she's forced to do things that she doesn't enjoy. She does it. She's not great at versus why don't we partner together? Let me do what I'm great at and you do what you're great at. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the power of real leverage. A lot of people think, well, that's a that's a cop out. And that's just a bullshit excuse. People tell themselves and what this traditional thinking is all about. In reality, it creates more opportunity. It creates jobs. It creates freedom. It creates success with everyone in your life. If you actually buy into it and you use it properly. Yes. A hundred percent. 100%. Um, so those are the two things. I mean, people ask, like, where should I start? Um, you need to hire an assistant before you think you need an assistant. If yes. you, um, and call it what you want, whether it's an assistant, a transaction coordinator, um, marketing, and even as an individual agent, I had a full-time marketing coordinator and I had a full-time transaction coordinator before I ever had a team. I had an admin team as an individual agent. And that was also what allowed me to get to, uh, in my last year as an individual agent, I sold 75 homes. I was gunning for 100. Um, that was always the goal. I um, Then we shifted and, and obviously started the team and the focus was growing the team, not necessarily individual production. But you know, you talk about people believe that they need to do it all themselves and that there's a lot of flawed thinking in that. And um, it's a lot. That's where I believe as women, uh, moms, especially, we get overwhelmed with thinking that you need to be all things to all people at the office and then you need to be all things to all people at home. And the truth of the matter is, is who loses in that situation is you. And creating leverage even if you don't want to create leverage at the at home you need to create leverage at the office um there's all of my appointments are confirmed i don't go to un unconfirmed appointments um and i don't confirm them my they reach out um i introduce my transaction coordinator to my clients i i speak of her 
at my listing appointments, again, setting those expectations. Ironically enough, her name is Kelly as well. It's massively confusing and it's wildly fun. Um, so I speak of her at the listing appointments. Kelly is going to reach out and do X, Y, and Z. Kelly is going to do, and I we put everybody in a group text message. We put all of the key players in a group text message. Throughout the entire transaction, she's involved every step of the way and she takes care of what she can take care of when she needs me to step in to negotiate to walk through something she makes sure that i know hey we've got an issue but everywhere where there's an administrative piece if we need to you know think about all the things that you do when you list a house it's got to be clean the grass has got to be cut we've got to get pictures we've got to get staging we've got to do we've got to do the things oh you missed a set of initials on the sixth page of the contract like these are all things that someone else can do while I go take the next next listing or while I go recruit the next agent while I go start the next company that's going to support our current companies um it's just so important that you create that leverage you duplicate yourself in as many ways as you can and my goal is to duplicate myself out of a job every day. Yes. And to, I want to duplicate as many agents who are top notch as I possibly can. I I have successfully duplicated myself out of production at this point. Um, I, I can hand off a listing to um, my listing agents and know that they are those folks are actually going to be taken care of better by my agents than they are by me because there's so much pull on my time because of all the companies. I can't give them the kind of time that they deserve. And so by being able to effectively articulate that, no, any of my agents have been personally trained by me. They know what they're doing. They are as good as my image. They're as good as the brand. They are here for a reason and they can take great care of you is goes a really, really long way in being able to touch more people, create more opportunities and to create more wealth. And when we talk about wealth, we don't just talk about the Salters. When we talk about that, we're not just talking about sending Andrew to MIT. We're talking about how are we going to send everybody's kids to college. And that's also a really important piece is when you put the right people in place, you better damn well make sure you take care of them. I love it. I love it. And I love I love your heart to help the people that are um, that are with you on this journey. Right. Um, I, I believe you and I have that in common. Um, there's a story that I heard. I don't remember what company it was with, but there was a CEO of a company that was with um, someone that was doing an interview with him and they were leaving the office to go have lunch or drinks or something. And they're driving through this neighborhood. And the uh, the interview asked the CEO, what is what is the shining thing that you appreciate the most or the thing that you are most proud of that you've accomplished in your career? And he looks around and looks at all these multi-million dollar houses they're driving through in this amazing neighborhood. And he says, you see it. And the interviewer says, what do you mean you see it? Look around. This neighborhood was built for my employees. 
they live here. That's what I'm a proud. That's what I'm most proud of. Yeah. Right. And so I love that. That's what is your focus too. Like we have our core focus. What's amazing is people actually listen to us when we speak, whether we realize it or not. <laughs> and so I've had some amazing conversations with our, uh, my leadership team and we were running the EOS model and I had to step out for a coaching call and uh, came back. And one of the discussions that they had while I was out was what is the core focus of your company? pretty big discussion for the visionary CEO not to be in. And they came back and they kind of debated and told me what they came up with. And they came up with changing lives. That's what we do every single day. And if you think about it as real estate agents, we get to do that with the people with the, the biggest purchase or sale of their life in most cases, but also let's transform over to the CEO or team leader entrepreneur spirit. You're also changing the lives of the people that are joining you in this journey. Right? go back to that story of I want my success is judged upon the success of the people that are in my company. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like you're in, in alignment there. And I love that that is that's what leverage. That's what getting away from this overwhelm. That's what focusing on your strengths allows for that a lot of people miss that piece because they think, well, I can do that myself. Well, it's not the get your ego out of the way. You can do it, but should you be doing it? No. And right. And so just have that conversation with yourself and then it allows you to open up to allow yourself to change lives of more people in your life. Um, I want to, I actually told a couple of my agents. So um, those of you listening, Kelly, actually, um, I consider a very dear friend and she zoomed in for free and gave uh, gave my team some uh, some lessons recently. And so I told them that we're going to be doing this podcast and a couple of them had a few questions. So I'm going to I'm actually going to um, I'm going to ask uh, one of them here. We only have time for one, I think. So I'm going to ask this question. This is from one of my agents that um, that adores you. Um, and so she said, Kelly, if you were able to start over at age 25, what advice would you give yourself professionally and personally? I professionally, I would give myself permission to believe in what was to come. And so this morning in our accountability meeting, we were, we're, we're working our way through a Tony Robbins three-part talk. Um, and one of the things that was said this morning was, was in, when in momentum, things get easier. And as a... 25-year-old female professional, I can tell you it wasn't easy. And the advice that I would give to myself is keep going. Keep going. When you see, you have a vision of what you see in your life and it may not be a big house, a big boat, a money. It may not be. It may be a quiet life where you get to do all the things that you love. 
for me, it's a my accidental real estate brokerage that now has a plethora of people in it. And I could not adore them anymore. I love them to pieces. It's what gets me up at 3.30 every morning. It is, I love them so much. And so it's funny that we get to this point and it's like, well, what's your dream? I'm like, I'm living it. Love Are it. you kidding me? I'm living it. So professionally, it would be to keep the faith, to keep going, especially in real estate. Guys, when you are early, early on in that career, you are in the grind. Like you are taking anything and everything. If somebody even breathes the word house in your direction, you're trying to start a conversation. Understand that you're building upon that. If you take great care of people in year one, they're going to come back to you in year three, uh, you know, and you guys are a military community as well. They're going to come back to you in just a couple years and need your expertise again. They're going to have babies and that starter home is no longer going to fit those babies in it. You want to be the one that they come back to over and over and over again. And when you're building those blocks, um, most of the time you have less responsibility and you can hammer down and grind and if if your life is conducive to putting in those six months to a year, 18 months of just hard work, nose to the grindstone, your real estate business will change. And it will, I tell people, it's an annuity. Your real estate business is an annuity. The more you work on it up front, the more initial investment that you make the more your return is going to be as the years progress, the more interest that's going to grow on that capital contribution. It's going to get easier. Most people quit right before it gets good. It is darkest just before the dawn. And understanding that there are going to be people that won't do business with you because you're young. Super great. Next. Yep. Where's where, find somebody that appreciates your vitality, appreciates your energy, appreciates um, one of my I look a lot younger than I am. And and so that was a challenge for me in the corporate world was. Um, I looked really, really young, And I had to flip the script and I go, guess what, folks, when I'm 50, y'all are going to be wishing that this is what you had to work with. And to be able to flip those scripts and say, okay, people are looking at this as a weakness. How can I turn it into a strength? And personally, um, find your, decide who the best, your best self is. Decide what that looks like and go after it. And I would tell you in, and I, I said earlier, um, Find your person, man, like find, find the person and I will tell you, I am who I am because of the people that are around me and our businesses have grown the way that they have grown because I get to do it every day with my life partner. I get to do it every day. And part of that is um communication setting those boundaries setting those expectations having open and very candid conversations because you know when you're 25 you're if you you know 
that's that's formidable years, regardless of whether you're in a romantic relationship or not. You're trying to figure out who the heck you are and what do you stand for. Um, but in those years, we were having conversations about what did it look like? What was it going to look like in 10, 15, 20 years? What did we really want out of life? Um, what, you know, by 30, we owned a you know big investment portfolio. Um, we had done a lot of things, traveled to a lot of places. And make sure that you also understand who that person is that you're looking for. Um, and don't settle. Don't don't settle. Um, it's you know we could we could look up the statistics, but um, many many millionaires um, have done life with the same life partner. And so if I um, were to go back to twenty five, I would pour a lot into my marriage and we were we'd been married for a long time at that point but I would pour a lot in personally I would pour a lot into myself personally personal development and then pour a lot into that relationship because if I were to go back to 25 I would be able to know what 35 looked like and to know what I was going to need what kind of support I was going to need out of that relationship to get to where we are right now. So a great question. Yeah, that's a great answer. Um, I think I, so I say, I say some similar things with like the clients, right? Take care of one client and there'll be a client for life, right? That's, mm -hmm. we have a forever client club, right? Like yes, that is our goal. Mm -hmm. um, but I think a different analogy just to, hopefully enhance the amazing thing that you just you went over is I also in addition to doing good enough so that they come back and their client forever. I also think there's a massive opportunity for a lot of agents to enhance that. What I mean by that is I believe that is our job and our duty to do such a good job that we own the conversation about real estate, even when we're not there. Yes. And so like, here's just the analogy that I use. I'm a pretty simple guy, but everyone has a guy, whether it's a plumber, a roofer, mm -hmm. a real estate agent, whatever, everyone has a guy. I want to be that guy. I want to be that girl. I want to be that go-to. And so what can I do to exceed the expectations so much that they feel obligated, happily obligated to mm -hmm. refer me business? Like if, that, if you were starting in real estate, you're in real estate right now and you want, you need to get some momentum. That's the secret. Take one client, turn them into three. Mm -hmm. Well, Kelly, um, you blew me away. Um, this is amazing. I really appreciate your time. Uh, this has been an amazing story. Um, if someone's listening to this and wants to reach out to you to maybe explore coaching or just have a conversation with you, where, where would you like to send them? So you can um, reach me at coachwithkelly.com. And it's K-E-L-L-I, uh, coachwithkelly.com. Um, but you can find me on uh, Facebook and um, Instagram, Kelly Salter underscore anchor real estate. Um, my, I prefer Facebook, but um, I'm trying to learn Instagram. You know, I'm one of those older millennials. They didn't have Instagram. Get we the other like, Kelly to do that for you. Leverage that. She, no, I'm going to get Emily to do that. You know, that's, <laughs> we're real clear about bifurcated roles. So, um, but yeah, I'd love to, um, love to reach out, love all of, all of your agents as well. Um, but yeah, that's how you can find me. Awesome. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for your time. I truly appreciate it. And, um, guys don't, don't hesitate to reach out to Kelly, give her a follow, go to her website. Um, 
she's done it. She's walked the walk. She doesn't just talk the talk. It's not theory. Um, so I highly recommend um, you reach out to her, at least connect with her. She's an amazing human and is always willing to help. So Kelly, thank you so much again. Uh, appreciate your time. And guys, thank you so much for listening to All or Nothing in Real Estate. This is a movement to give back to the industry. It's given so much to me and my family. And so all that I ask is one favor. If you found anything of value of this episode, share it with a friend. There's someone else that you can help by enhancing their life by sharing Kelly's amazing story. So share this with others. And thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. 